if I can't find the humor in just everyday sort of mundane annoyances that happen in my life, then I'm not going to enjoy it. And I'm not going to have this sense of just things happening for a reason of like, you know, my life being on the right track. So humor is just huge. Our sense of humor is huge. And so do whatever you can to find those moments of funniness in your life. You know, once you get laughing, once you find those things that you find funny, you're releasing endorphins, you're releasing different chemicals in your brain, and that just makes our brains work better. Welcome back to another episode of This Green Planet. I'm your host, Penny Bowder, a seven-figure business leader, environmental scientist, serial entrepreneur, author, and business coach. Here, I am sharing support and guidance to women who are starting and running a sustainable or STEM-related business. This podcast is bound to inspire you to launch your business or scale for growth. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to This Green Planet. Today, I'm going to be talking about work-life balance. It's one of my favorite topics to talk about with the people I work with because I actually don't feel like it exists. You know, we've all heard of that phrase, work-life balance. It's offered up as something to strive for, something to accomplish, something lots of other people brag about. I like to talk about it because I feel like it's not even possible. I feel like we all have this idea that soon we're going to find that wonderful point of balance in which we are everything everyone needs us to be. I'm here to tell you today that this is not going to happen. And as long as we're thinking about it as work-life balance, I believe that we're really setting ourselves up to fail. I don't feel like finding balance is just all about equalizing life and work. And I think it really varies on a daily, a weekly, a monthly, a seasonal basis. This idea of balance, I think, means being able to shift with the priorities of the day, the week, the month, the year. And that's really okay. It's okay to shift. It's okay to adjust. And so I suggest that we just stop thinking that there's going to be a moment where it all sort of evens out. The juggling work, family, and our self-care is something that is bad, that we shouldn't be juggling. So I'm going to encourage you today to think about work-life balance. I'm going to encourage you to think about this topic and this issue more as work-life harmony. I have some pieces of advice, some tips to start thinking about this issue in terms of work-life harmony. You know, I've spent more than two decades striving to achieve this idea of balance, that if I only do the right things, I'm going to go to sleep at the end of the night feeling like everything's okay. Work-life harmony. This is what we're going to be thinking about now. Your words are powerful and they matter. How we define things matter. Our words influence how we think about things, and then our thoughts matter. So the first piece of advice I have is just to redefine your words and start thinking of this issue, this thing in terms of work-life harmony. My second piece of advice is just to be flexible. Your days and your weeks are never going to be exactly the way that you plan, especially for parents. And this is okay. I bring my laptop everywhere so I can work from anywhere. I've led meetings while I'm walking around the neighborhood. I do work in the car waiting in the pickup line at middle school. And I once wrote a really good chunk of content during my son's baseball game. I always carry a pen and I try not to worry about my surroundings. I try not to worry about what people think. I'll tell people in a meeting that I'm on a walk around the neighborhood. And I think that that helps us 
sort of normalize this for other people as well. Our brains work no matter where we might happen to be. So I really just try to make flexibility and adaptability more of an idea of this is a skill and I can hone this as a skill. I also want to encourage everybody to be open to inspiration because it hits when we least expect it. Because we're flexible, we have this ability to take advantage of those blinding moments of genius. And then we actually get those words on the page or the sketch on the back of our hands or the idea recorded onto our phones. Real life is just really this wealth of connections. And so be open to inspiration when they come. For me, it happens when I'm running for whatever reason. It might not happen to you when you're exercising, but to me is when I'm running is when my brain is not bounded by these boxes. And I really do get those flashes of inspiration when I'm running. And I've learned to kind of expect that. I have my Apple Watch. So when I'm running and I come up with an idea, I can actually just record it on my watch and develop those ideas when I get home. Next, let's talk about humor. Really hone your sense of humor. I don't feel like humor is you either have it or you don't. It's something that I think we can also hone and develop as a skill. And this all really leads to having more work-life harmony. Because it's funny, because life is funny, we just really need to embrace this idea of honing our sense of humor. Life interrupts me on a regular basis. And if I can't laugh about it, I'm only going to get frustrated. If I can't laugh when fall, when I'm running, if I can't find the humor in just everyday sort of mundane annoyances that happen in my life, then I'm not going to enjoy it. And I'm not going to have this sense of just things happening for a reason of like, you know, my life being on the right track. So humor is just huge. Our sense of humor is huge. And so do whatever you can to find those moments of funniness in your life. You know, once you get laughing, once you find those things that you find funny, you're releasing endorphins, you're releasing different chemicals in your brain, and that just makes our brains work better. So hone your sense of humor. Next, let's just talk about prioritizing what's essential because this is a big, huge deal. Figuring out what is essential in your life. I'm reading a book called Essentialism. I'm getting so many good ideas from this book. We can prioritize what's essential by first just learning how to say no. As much as I'd like to, it's impossible for me to do everything. This is just an important realization. When we're scheduling out our days and our weeks, it's really easy to put our work schedule first and think we can just figure out the rest. But by doing so, we're not really leaving much wiggle room for the things in our lives that really matter family, our friends, and then self-care. And so sometimes being productive requires an hour by hour scheduling of our workday. Also our rest time. It might be annoying to plan out every single thing on my list, but I found that I really need to, to stay on task and to waste less time. That said, we also need to schedule time for self-care. Self-care matters and it really needs to happen in order to get that separation between our work lives and our home lives so we can achieve work-life harmony. And so I've learned that I really need to block off times in my schedule to take care of myself and to manage my stress because stress happens, right? It's going to be a part of everybody's lives. If I'm not blocking off time to take care of myself, to run, to read, to meditate, for me, it's painting. But for you, it might mean taking a walk or taking a bath. It might be watching a movie. It might be watching um, TV shows. It might be listening to music. It might be cooking. So, you know, if you schedule that time for self-care, 
you're really going to find your stress levels are going to drop. I really just advocate that you need to block it off in your schedule. Also connected to this idea of self-care is as a sort of low energy person, I also need to be super protective of my energy. And this is something that I have kind of realized with age, maybe it's something that I didn't realize when I was younger. I didn't protect my energy, but your energy is a finite resource and there's only so much of it available on a day-to-day basis. We have to make our energy count. So I know for me that group activities really drain my energy. I'm a social introvert and I need to be alone to get rejuvenated and relaxed. I've learned I can only schedule one group activity a day, one or two a week. So while I would love to be able to go out with my team on these really fun group lunches every day, I just can't. We just have to be protective of our energy. We have to know what we can take and what we can't take every week, how much time that takes for us to kind of get our energy back. We also need to prioritize our mental health. So mental health in the workplace and just in general, I think has been overlooked for many years, but is finally being taken seriously. And there's some really interesting conversations happening right now, connected and surrounded around this idea of mental health. For me, I know that I need to take mental health days. This is a conversation that we talk about in my house a lot. It's something that I talk about with my kids a lot. I try to take one day per month as a mental health day. And then every three or four months, I try to take a full week off or more for like a real vacation. This is really the only way that my brain is going to work and that I'm going to be able to be productive and successful in just my day-to-day life. For me, it just completely resets me and rejuvenates me protect your mental health and take care of it just like you would take care of your physical body. Lastly, I just want to take a few minutes to talk about taking care of our physical body as well. So we're prioritizing our mental health. We're going to make this a priority and we're going to take time off for self-care, but then we also need to take care of our physical body too, to kind of stay in harmony. We need to eat healthy. And this isn't just crucial for our longevity. It's also really important to handle the stress of our jobs, the stress of life. There's so much that's been written and that has been put out there about this. Try not to eat too much sugar. I mean, I would love to eat a box of donuts every day. That's my weakness. (laughs) And I'll allow myself a, a donut or two, you know, every once in a while, but I just can't eat that much sugar. We can't eat that much sugar and our brains don't work when we do. You know, this isn't rocket science. We just need to eat healthy. Also connected to protecting our physical body is making sleep a priority. Just like eating healthy, we need to get a decent amount of sleep. People have tried to work on four or five hours of sleep regularly a day, and it just doesn't work. Our brains don't work when we're not sleeping. Not getting enough sleep can increase our risk of everything from heart disease to stroke to mental distress. Really just aim to get at least eight hours of sleep a night. Turn off your phone before you go to bed. I try to turn off my phone at least a couple hours before bed so I'm not distracted. I know I need to read myself to sleep. Not everybody needs to do that. But for me, I've figured out that that's just part of the recipe of work-life harmony is that my brain really eases into sleep by reading. Getting less sleep than you need might not seem like a big deal, but it's going to catch up with us eventually. That's all I wanted to talk about today. It's actually a lot. I feel like I've only gotten to this point in life after a lot of trial and error and making mistakes. And it's all kind of about what I was talking about in the beginning of this episode, being flexible and being open to inspiration and finding joy in life and honing your sense of humor, not taking yourself too seriously and being okay with making mistakes. You know, some weeks I eat 
awful and I don't get enough sleep and I don't exercise and I don't try to not to judge myself for that. You know, I try not to let it derail me completely. And I just keep on trying to do the things that I've talked about today. This is all just about being human and getting up in the morning and trying again. I'd love to hear from you guys. What are your most effective work-life harmony tips, your successes and your failures? Please share them with me and be in touch. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. As always, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of This Green Planet. To get further details about the topics discussed in this episode, please go to thisgreenplanetpodcast.com to review all show notes and links. If you love this episode, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This helps more people just like you find our podcast. I look forward to having you join me next episode. Until then, stay safe and let's make this planet greener.